Hey, Bard listeners. If you live in New York City and love the public library, we need your help. This past fall, our public libraries sustained deep mid-year cuts that forced an end of seven-day service and reduction of our materials and programs. We're now facing more budget cuts for the coming fiscal year. Libraries across the city stand to lose $58.3 million in funding. If these cuts are not reversed, we may have to reduce materials and programming yet again, including further reductions to our days of service. As many as half of all New York City libraries would be open only five days a week. The good news is you can help. Send a letter to city leaders telling them that you support the library. It's easy. It only takes 30 seconds and you can do it now. If you live in Brooklyn, go to BKLYNlibrary.org slash standup, all one word, to fill out the form. If you live in any of the other boroughs, you can send a letter on behalf of Queens Public Library or New York Public Library. Learn how at investinlibraries.org. Thank you so much for your support. We're doing an enormous coleslaw tomorrow. Um, so we have a bunch of julienne cabbage here, uh, just lightly salted to try to pull some of the moisture out and just consolidate the flavor a little bit. Right. So yeah. this is sort of a new skill you're teaching students? Uh, I thought so. And I was walking them through it and they were like, yeah, we do this all the time. <laughs> That's our producer, Virginia, talking with Nick, the sous chef at Central Library's Cafe. You may have walked by it or even ordered food from our cafe, which is run by Emma's Torch, a workforce development program that empowers refugees through the culinary arts and job placement services. So the name is cauliflower? Cauliflower. It looks a lot like broccoli, right? Very similar. The flavor is a little bit Nick is talking to three culinary students who are refugees from West Africa. Bintu... Mariama and Mariatu. And Nick is finally able to teach a new skill. This is their first time encountering cauliflower. Mariatu tastes it and makes a face. <laughs> yes, it's good. Um, for me, I like it in the oven. When you boil it, it's like it gets a little too soft. As a Thanksgiving special, we are bringing you an audio postcard from Brooklyn Public Library and Emma's Torch, which is named for Emma Lazarus, the 19th century poet and activist for refugees. Her poem, The New Colossus, is inscribed on the Statue of Liberty. I'm Krissa corbett Cavoris, And I'm Adwa Adusei. You're listening to Borrowed, stories that start at the library. Back in the library kitchen with Chef Nick, food prep begins. Um, we're going to be getting a little bit of work done for family meal. Family meal is kind of a old school restaurant tradition of everybody sitting down at the same time. The way that family meal works here is we have a classroom upstairs. Students and myself get family meal cooked down here to serve around 11.30 in the afternoon. Um, it's, it's a really fun opportunity for them to kind of play around with different techniques that aren't normally used in a baking kitchen, so how to cook protein, all of these different uh, vegetable preparations, that sort of thing. Anything that's a little more brown, take away. Nick shows Mariatu how to prepare the cauliflower, and then Mariatu explains the process in Fulani to Mariama and Bintu. 
My name is Bamariyama and I'm from Guinea. My name is Bintu Diallo, I'm from Guinea too. We are working with Chef Nick and we're learning about baking. We made a lot of things that the front of house can sell. So we made chocolate chip cookies, blueberry muffin, brownie, hummus wrap, bacon or something like that. So we made a lot of things with Chef Nick. It's crazy having folks from all over the world bring their own culture and their own sense of identity through food into this space. Uh, trying to figure out how to incorporate that into our menus has been really, really exciting. Um, every cohort we play Let's Make a Soup, which is just, it's your day to put something on the menu and it's going to run for the next couple weeks. Um, we've had a lot of like hits come out of that. That's been something that everybody's a little intimidated to do at first until they get going and then... Um, sorry, just one second. Yeah, listening. Go. Yeah, absolutely. And please, thanks. Yeah, really, I mean, the list could go on and on, but just bringing all of these different food cultures into one place and learn from each other, not just me, but all of the students as well. Upstairs in a secret kitchen on the third floor of Central Library, 14 Emma's Torch students are learning professional interview skills from Ellie, the program associate, so that they can apply for jobs in the food industry after they graduate from the training program. With a job. So you're introducing yourself in the context thinking about a job. So you'll say your title of your current role. What is everyone's current role? So we accept our students and then they are enrolled for an 11-week program. That's Sierra Murray, the program director at Emma's Torch. The first half of their program, they're in our classroom at the Brooklyn Public Library, where they are learning digital literacy, they're learning English, they're learning conflict resolution and knife skills and all of the things that you need to be successful in work and in a kitchen outside of necessarily working with hot pans or whatever it is. Um, and then from there, they transition into our service portion, where they work at our cafe at the Brooklyn Public Library or our restaurant in Carroll Gardens. What is someone good at here? Someone give me an example. Cooking, okay. Cooking is a really big thing, and we know you're good at cooking because that's why we're here. Why should someone make you a member of their team? Josephine. I'm hardworking. Hardworking, right? Ellie is speaking slowly and clearly because there are at least seven different native languages in the room, including Spanish, English, French, Haitian Creole, Swahili, Fula, and Burmese. Some of the students are looking at their phone screens where their translation apps are able to turn Ellie's real-time instruction into text they can read. One of the things that has been new since 2021, really, has been a new emphasis on digital skills and especially addressing the digital divide with our students who typically don't have access to things like knowing how to send a professional email or even Wi-Fi at home. Um, so we have laptops and Brooklyn Public Library helps us train our students in professional emails and just digital literacy overall, which is new and has been really exciting and has had a really great yield on professional communication with employers and things like that. We also have, because we're at the Brooklyn Public Library, we do uh, lessons on things like finding cookbooks. So finding resources that you might not find in other places, you definitely won't find in not a library. Um, and just being able to use public goods as best as you can to further your own education. These things in the 
During class that day, Virginia walked around to hear more about the students' backgrounds and their interests in food service and cooking. My name is Chanel Daly. I am originally from Jamaica. I currently live in Brooklyn, Coney Island to be exact. So it's just something different about being in the kitchen. That's, I, it makes me happy. It's something that like when I smell a new um, dish or a new scent, I, I'm curious about what's in it or what, what it tastes like, stuff like that. Yeah, so my name is Josephine Jeru. I'm originally from Kenya. So I've only been here for one and a half years. I live in Brooklyn, Park Slope area. And back in my country, I had an opportunity to open a restaurant. Like, I don't know if you will know this, but we have ugali, sukuma wiki, another dish is called kienyeji. We have roasted goat meat, which is very famous, <laughs> with the kachumbari, which is the salad. We have samosas, we have mandas, it's a lot. But unfortunately, things happened, and I only had it for three months. So it's, it's my passion. So when I heard that they're offering that, I just ran. My name is Women. I'm from Myanmar. Now I'm in the U.S. almost three years. Our country is located um, between China and India. That's why most of our recipes are spicy, salt, and sour. And my career goal is I want to be chef, like special chef. Hi, I'm Benedite. I'm from Burkina Faso. I'm 23 years old. I've been in New York for seven years. Everybody has to work here. We have to work like teamwork. We have to work together. Clean, wash the hands, plate, everything. And I like that. I don't, I don't like to sit like a, at one place. I really like to go everywhere, talking. <laughs> there are a few other students from Burkina Faso who were not as confident in English as Benedict, and one of them waved her over to translate for them from French into English. Okay, allez, bonjour. Moi, c'est Alizeta Kalmogo. Je viens du Burkina Faso. She said she's Alizeta Kalmogo. She's from Burkina Faso. Je suis contente d'être là parce que pour moi, ça peut être she said she's happy to be here because it can be a good for her career. The students break for lunch or family meal, which was made by Bintu and Mariama that day, the two students from Guinea who we met earlier. They made garlic rice with broccoli and chicken, and clearly the two chefs are very skilled. Tanya from Mexico was standing by the food, serving herself a portion. She said she didn't know the name of the dish, but that it tasted amazing. En sí, yo no me sé los nombres de los de la comida, pero sí puedo decir que sabe muy bueno. Over at one of the tables, Benedict and Josephine talked about Thanksgiving as they ate. Um, last year was my first Thanksgiving here. It was amazing. The love, the, the joy that it comes with Thanksgiving. It's just like Christmas comes early. So I'm looking forward to it. I already have a few invites <laughs> from my friends who live in Parkslope. For Thanksgiving, I cook it with my family. My mom, she always did, uh, do it. With, uh, she, make the, she put the, how do you call it? The meat from Thanksgiving. Turkey. Turkey, yes. The big turkey here. And we put the salad um, next to it with the juice. We can make banana juice. Javier from El Salvador had only been in the U.S. for a few months, and he's looking forward to the holidays. Ellie helped translate for him. It would be my first time to pass this Day of Action. 
tengo un poco de conocimiento cómo es eh, todo eso del pago y esto, ¿ah? pero nunca lo he pasado. Lo voy a pasar a, por primera vez en Estados Unidos y me emociona mucho. Igual la primera vez que voy a conocer la nieve, entonces es como muy emocionante para mí. Son cosas que están próximas a llegar y estoy como bien emocionado para, para vivirlas por primera vez. Javier was just saying that he has not spent a Thanksgiving here in the United States, so he's excited to just have the first one, and then also excited for the snow, because he's never experienced snow before. So getting to see snow and um, spend the winter here. And before we go, we want to acknowledge that the story we tell about Thanksgiving is false, and the real story of European colonization of this land caused untold harm. But what endures about this holiday is that people can come together to enjoy food and bring their own traditions to the table so that every American, new and old, makes it their own. So whether it's your first Thanksgiving in the U.S. or your 90th, whether it snows, whether you drink banana juice with your turkey or whatever other traditions you have, we hope you get to enjoy a meal with family and friends, new and old. This episode was produced and written by Virginia Marshall with help from Allie Post, Fritzi Bodenheimer, Jennifer Prophet, and Robin Lester Kenton. Our music composer is Billy Libby. Meryl Friedman designed our logo. Bard is brought to you by Brooklyn Public Library and is hosted by me and Krista Corbett Cavoris. You can find a transcript on our website, bklynlibrary.org slash podcasts.